Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Shoving 101, Professor <laughs> Hendricks, class dismissed. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and Ryan Herrera as the Cubs avoid a six-game losing streak. They snap it at five in a row, and it's the Professor Kyle Hendricks with a masterful, masterful performance out in San Diego. Really, boy, that's the best we've seen Hendricks pitch in a long time, but that was vintage Kyle Hendricks. That was Kyle Hendricks in those 16 appearances that we saw of good last year. Uh, let's just start with the fact that it is night and day on pre and post today because we were all, <laughs> I, specifically me, I was yelling into this microphone, pissed off oh, yeah, about the were. Cubs weekend. And now I'm here and I'm like, just honestly, I'm just happy that we get to celebrate something tonight. Like it, I, it's, it's been so bad that I felt like we, I haven't done it in a while. So it's just, it's just nice to win one. You know, the, the Kevin uh, Malone uh, gif or, or video from the office where he's just like, it's just nice to win one. Like yeah. that's where I'm at tonight. <laughs> like, it's like a. I feel like I lost, like, 50 pounds off my chest tonight. Like, this is what the Cubs do to me. This is what this stupid baseball team does to me. It's just like, when things aren't going well, er everything is miserable. When things, when something good happens, like tonight, you're on top of the world. I don't care that the Cubs are now 10-18. and 18. I don't care that we're one of the worst teams in baseball. What we saw from Kyle Hendricks tonight was awesome, and it proves once again that you don't have to throw 100 to be a really good pitcher in baseball if, if you know how to pitch. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, I, of course, like you already said, it was a like great game. That eight and two-thirds nearly had the first complete game shutout for the Cubs since Alec Mills no-hitter in September 2020. Um, but, yeah, eight and two-thirds, just three hits, one walk, seven Ks. Got up to 116 pitches. So, like, <laughs> we're talking about, like, oh, these guys aren't going to be stretched out. Enough. No, they're stretched out now. Kyle Hendricks is stretched out. He can go full nine. Uh, if he gets, if he does what what he did today, um, yeah. But even like his advanced, like you look at uh, on Statcast. I mean, he had ten whiffs on the changeup on twenty five swings, uh, four more whiffs on the four seamer to go along. He had also had ten called strikes on the four seamer. Um, he had fourteen called strikes plus whiffs, which is a forty two percent just based on you know the four seam fastball numbers. Um, he had an eighty point eight average exit velocity, which is eight miles per hour lower than what it was uh, for the season. Um, yeah, just, you know, and that's on 20 balls in play, too, so it's not like it was like a few. It's not, it was not a, for one game, that's a pretty big sample size. Like, that's, you know, that he is limiting the hard contact. He did that all night tonight. Um, you know, got just a bunch of, a bunch of swings and misses with that changeup, a couple with a fastball, and just really look like, you know, you talk about the professor, vintage professor, vintage Kyle Hendrick, like that was it tonight. And, um, you know, that's, Obviously, what the Cubs would like to have more of from more often than not from Kyle Hendricks, but at least for tonight, kind of get the monkey, like you said, you know, weight lifted off your chest, get a little monkey off 14 the Cubs. 14 out of 17, they had yeah, lost. Yeah, get, yeah. The, get the monkey off the Cubs back for at least the night and, you know, a little bit of momentum going into this road trip. Uh, well, we were off camera Coast, so. and we were like, it would be a success if this team goes two and four. They already yeah. got one got off, one win off the, the gate. Way. So it's like. Knock Again, I'm not jumping. I'm, I'm not yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not jumping to you know way ahead of conclude or way ahead here. But I'm just saying like this is a good Padres team. 
This is a team that has a good world, world Series aspirations just as much as the Padres. I don't care if Tatis is out right now. Like, that's – even without him, they're a really good ball yeah. club. So, oh, 19 you know, and 10 coming in today. You know, yeah. I think I, I want to say they had one of the wild card spots. Like, that, if the season had, had ended yesterday, they would have been a wild card team uh, behind the Dodgers, obviously. But, that you know, that's, that's a good team. And, you know, Kyle just – they didn't do anything against Kyle Hendricks. I don't, I don't think anyone got past first base on the Padres today. Um, just, you know, constantly soft contact, limiting the hard contact, swings and misses. It was just like that's the Kyle Hendricks that he we know he can be. Um, just these past couple of years, it has not been that as consistently. So you need him to do it more often than not. But that's, you know, that was a, a good, very, very good outing to watch Kyle Hendricks today. Opening day was good. This was great. And I know in the pregame show, I said, well, if they're going to be as bad as their record is going into this game, no deal can be off the table. That said, I don't want to see Hendricks go. I don't want to see Contreras go. Um, And I was sitting there watching that last inning. First of all, he hit 88 on a four-seamer in the ninth inning. I love his reaction coming out of the game, but the thing that's so awesome about Kyle Hendricks, he's, he's just a master at what he does. Like you said, he's, he's not blowing it by everyone. He is, he, he's not, don't, don't get me wrong, he's not Greg Maddox. But the comparison is so easy between the two of them because they pitch in a similar way. They're just a step ahead of the batter when, when their control is working. And I, was, and I was thinking in the ninth inning, is it possible Kyle Hendricks is my favorite Cubs pitcher ever? <laughs> and, so, sometimes and that I conversation think thing, could yeah. be up there. Like, I know Brendan, who does the podcast, you know, with us. Like, he loves John Lester, and so does Corey loves John Lester. Don't get me wrong. John Lester was a great Cub. Wouldn't have a World Series without him. Hendricks went in and pitched game seven. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want to hand the ball to – I don't care how many games in a row he's been bad, even when he's off. So there's something about Kyle Hendricks and the way he does it and does it without even breaking a sweat. Like, I was joking when I was like, let him go 130 pitches because it doesn't look like he's even working out there. When's the last time you saw Kyle Hendricks sweat? <laughs> when's, the, when's the last time you saw him grimace or have like a reaction show to any emotion at all? Any emotion <laughs> to a bad call? Like other pitchers, let everything get to them. He's out there with that deadpan face, yeah. just putting the ball wherever he wants when he has that control and, and changing the speed. Like his changeup was masterful. I, I, who else am I missing? Like what what Cubs pitchers am I missing? Like I know old. Old-time Cub fans are going to say, well, Fergie, and, you know, you go down the list. Greg Maddox is on the list. But, again, he, they let him leave, yeah. and he did a lot of his damage with the Braves. Right. Yeah. All-time, in my lifetime, Cubs pitcher, Kyle Hendricks has to be in the conversation He's for my there. favorite. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, my, my young life, my 25 years of life, <laughs> um, have, you know, didn't get to see the greats of, of yesteryear. But Kyle Hendricks is like – I always say, like, because Cody mentioned, he doesn't blow pitches. He's not blowing fastballs no. by anyone. He just has succeeded for, what is it, eight, nine years now on his command and his ability to place pitches where they need to be. The last couple of years hasn't been as good at it, but historically his career has been able to do that with consistency and with, with success. And there's really not much better games, at least for me, to watch than seeing Kyle Hendricks go – you know, less than 100 pitches. Quality star, less than 100 pitches. Like, just seeing him, you know, keeping – rolling up ground balls nonstop. Like, right. that kind of stuff is just – that's Kyle Hendricks, and, and, and he did it for he's, – he's done it so many times in his career. And, I mean, I think, yeah, like you said, like, if you're talking Other about – Other guys? Especially – Kerry yeah, Wood. We Kerry just, we just, we just talked about Kerry Wood on Friday, the Kerry yeah. Wood game, right? And think about the difference in these two games, right? Like, (laughs) Kerry Wood was crazy dominant because he was just blowing it by with just, like, video game stuff. And then you watch this, and and Hendricks wasn't as dominant, but he got, you know, incredible results just doing it a completely different way. This was a Kyle Hendricks game. Soft contact, swings and misses. 
tweeted from the Cubs accounts like add this to the Kyle Hendricks like highlight reel or tribute video from the Cubs one day like you like when I think of Kyle Hendricks best games I'm thinking about the near no hitter in St. Louis I'm thinking about the Maddox mm-hmm. game against St. Louis yep I think I'm going to add this game to it now too. Like and 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 there's more to it, but when I think about some of the best games I've watched him pitch, this one is up there now because like I mean, he needed one out and the only reason they took him out was because of the pitch count. And oh, yeah. I totally get it. It's early. It's not September and the Cubs are out of it. Like it's early. And so I was I was okay with it. But yeah, I mean yeah. as far as like favorite pitcher for me, Man, Kerry Wood, Carlos and Bruno, so, a lot so of people. So I became, I, I, I really became a fan in '98, and like you know, obviously Zambrano, Pryor, Wood are, are up there. Matt Clement's on your list. Matt Clement's <laughs> on Clement, my list. I'll right? never. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my most memorable moment of Matt Clement is when he was at the Red Sox and that ball hit him in the head or whatever it was. Ted Lilly. Ted Lilly. Ted Lilly. I'm just, uh, I'm just giving like Dempster. recent names. Yeah. I mean, man. Uh, oh, if you think about just like from the turn of the century. I, I like honestly, I honestly up, he think. Might be number one. Game seven. Yeah. If you think about just from the millennia since 2000. I, mean, I think people would say Lester. I would guess that Lester would be the number one vote, but Kyle Hendricks is yeah. up there and I see Brennan. Arietta. Arietta. Arietta is still mine. And it's only because mm-hmm. the guy goes out there, it doesn't matter what the degree is, or wear no sleeves, has the beard, and just 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 dominated you. I don't yeah. care for if it was stretch, for only like yeah, a four-year stretch. Yeah. I don't care. He was the best pitcher on the planet for a whole half season. One of Cy Young was, l- was literally at least – a large percentage of the reason why the Cubs did what they did in 15, and I'll never forget it. And it I, led to led to what yep. came up in 16. But yeah. again, Kyle, Kyle Hendricks, Hendricks is, right is there. in the conversation there, with Lester, yeah. Arietta, you know, Brendan saying, I needed that Hendricks win. And then he's also saying, Game six, Kyle Hendricks, 2016, NLCS win against mm-hmm. the Dodgers. That's right? true. And that I, is, that's, yeah. that's the game. Arietta, two wins in the World Series. Yeah, that's right. I think the biggest so. thing is just outside of Kyle Hendricks looking like Kyle Hendricks tonight is just. I think we said it, but how badly the Cubs just needed a win. Yeah. Just needed a win, but like also needed length from their starters. They had right. this was the third time a starter's gone through gone seven innings. I think the whole year, like he they need they needed some length. That bullpen, you know, that they had a long weekend, mm-hmm. and they've they're going into today had out had covered more innings than the starting staff did the rotation. Um, so that was just a game that one you needed someone to come in and just you know, put the Cubs in a position to win, but also just to get, you know, eat up a bunch of innings so that, you know, you've seen a little bit of roster shuffling the last few days on the pitching staff that got an eight and two thirds out of Kyle Hendricks. Scott Efros only had to throw seven pitches like that. Bullpen is pretty much going to be fully rested tomorrow if they need it. <laughs> Rachel, we were wondering if Rachel was going to be on the show tonight because she's in <laughs> London. She says, uh, it's 6 a.m. in London. I've got to get ready for work, but just quickly – Go Cubs. Kyle is the most underrated pitcher in baseball. And by the way, now they're talking about London, Rachel, that possibly the Cubs Cardinals going back there to finally play now in 2023 is a possibility. I I love that on the other side of the chat is Marcus joining in, and he's still thinking pregame. He's like, yep, trade Contreras and (laughs) Hendrickson, get top prospects for him, and and let go of Hayward. He's still not, you know... He's not letting one just game in, fool him. He's yeah, not he's not no, he's not letting him. one I, game I, fool him. I, you know, I understand I that. that. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely just, respect it. It's it's fine. We do enough post game shows. Enjoy when you see a uh, yeah, a, and that's a great that, game from a Cubs. That's player. basically where I'm at. Because again, I I really do feel like this is one of those that we'll look back for Kyle Hendricks when we talk about some of the Kyle Hendricks best like at least regular season performances. You know, this there, one's right. up there. When yeah, I was when I was good. talking earlier about some of his best performances, I was really only thinking. Regular season, I didn't even yeah. think about the postseason, which right. is wild because obviously there's plenty of memorable moments from 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 him from those mo- from the 16. Obviously, even even in 15, I remember he started a game in in St. Louis. The Cubs went on to win. So, uh, you know, it again, just nice to win one. Kevin Malone, Cody Delmendo. Mm. Uh, it it was not only like we haven't even talked about the offense yet, and like. We scored six runs tonight. Six. I know. The first offense time, was there, too. First time since they played Atlanta. For, yeah, first time. What did we say? Over <laughs> three, three, or more, since three or more April runs 27. for the first time since April. Oh, God bless. 
That's that's not good. But uh, I see Michael Wagner is on here, Cubs fans, saying it was a fun game. And like most times, a lot of Cubs fans on the road in San Diego. I bet that was a fun game. There, you could really hear them booing David Ross yeah. when he came, when he came out, out to take Hendricks. But Hendricks wasn't having it. You know, yeah. he's just like, bad walk, bad walk. He knew it and just kind of chuckled and laughed. Yeah, I think we were just more like, we're like, oh, the game was almost over. Like, mm-hmm. we just needed maybe one more pitch, and we yeah. were, were off. And then yeah. had to wait a little bit for Scotty F. Ross to get warmed up. But you know, again, like you said, Luke or uh, Cody, you know, understand. He was at 116 pitches. He had that walk. He had the deep fly out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, did one out to go in the game, but I think that's probably a good spot. I'm sure they didn't even want to let him go over 110, but because of how much the bullpen's been used, you know, yeah. I think they just decided that we needed to do this. And, again, he had a shutout going into the ninth inning. I mean, it is what it is. I would have loved to see him get the per, the complete game, but, again. It would have been nice. It's, it's a, it is what it is. Pat Hunt on the chat summing up exactly what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast, Cody. For a wildly frustrating as this year has been, there are moments you can enjoy. And this is one. Yes. You know, it, it may not, it's not going to possibly lead to, you know, 15 out of 16 wins. But that's a game that, if it's going to be a tough season, you want to watch. That, right. That's one you wanted. Hopefully, you stayed up and watched. Yeah. And if you wake up yeah. tomorrow, you're going to be pissed off that you missed it. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's and this killer. At least we're going to recap it for you in the podcast. Yeah, that's when you true. Play it first thing that's in the morning. True. But, yeah. you know, I'm saying. Right. I mean, hey, for, for a game that, I mean, it's, it's 12.06 a.m. right now, if you're listening. It, it could have been a lot worse. You know, we could have saw... A stinker like we did all week last week. At least we got a nice Cubs win yeah. on the late night in the office. I mean, it like you said, it's it's now twelve oh seven a.m. It could have been the Sox. The, the chat the chat has activity. Like chat yeah. has activity. Rachel's in London, but everybody else. Is I don't. Around I don't here. think Cody would even be here on the set still if the uh, Cubs had blown a six run <laughs> lead in the oh, ninth inning. Like, like the and Herb is in yeah, there. In I don't know how Herb doing is here, like doing like the blow that six yeah. to two lead. Herb, Herb is pissed, but I, <laughs> I called the Josh Naylor game time grand slam. Luke heard me. I think Cody heard me. I heard you. You I were there. In the, you were in the room. I called that. So um, I, yeah. I called Hendricks eight and two thirds, one walk. That's what, what I had yeah. predicted. But you didn't, you didn't pick him on your who you got though. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, no. It's like the chat is lit right now. There's a lot of people talking. Luke was not in danger of falling asleep at no, any point. No, I, I broke like, my reader. I got so excited, I broke my reader. The Jolly Rancher, the Jolly Rancher gave him uh, that was a I good a, boost of energy. The game That's was, what, and the, and I was fading. I was fading. I put my head down bit. on the table, but then there were those Jolly Rancher. Yeah, you should have got one of the freezy pops. pops over there. The Skittles freezy pops is good, but I think That's the, for Friday. Number one thing to come out of this game was like right three hours on the dot. Like that's. That's what you're can, can't for. Ask, so you can ask for. You can ask for a little lower, but you can't ask for much more than that. And Hendricks had a big part in that. Right. Big part in that. Two hours and 59 minutes, actually. Look at that. Kyle. Efficient, Efficient. Kyle Hendricks. Uh, so, yeah, they finally score three runs. What was the final line? How many hits did they have? 11, 12? I think it was 11. Now, keep in mind, they had three hits all weekend against the Dodgers. 11 hits. Total. I'm not talking about, like, the last game they had three hits. They had three hits against the Dodgers, right? No, they have more hits than that. I don't think. I don't. I they had more than three remember. hits over the Joey, weekend. Joey, how many how many hits did they have against the Dodgers? All weekend? It, yeah, yeah, it felt like it was three hits. I can look. It felt one. like three hits, but there was definitely more. There than weren't that. very many. There was definitely more than three hits. I bet you they had more hits. They tonight got than four. They-, they had four on Sunday alone. Okay, well then I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, they had five. They had five on. Did they have Saturday. more hits tonight than they had in the whole series against the Dodgers? Five. I say yes. Plus no. six is eleven plus. Four. Oh, 15, 15. 15. Yeah, right, I can't 15 math. Hits. All right. Yeah, I don't math either. I think they yeah. scored three runs. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> three yeah. runs. Three that's three what runs, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Three hits. It's I was, you guys are lucky. That doubleheader was miserable, but it wasn't that miserable. It was um, three runs, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I went to the first game during that double. Like, I was actually thinking to myself, I'm like, Cody's staying for another nine innings. Like, that is freaking crazy built yeah. different man that's all i can <laughs> really say different. i am built different this is whatever but phil, phil rudder says 707 in the morning Where phil, where's phil from phil where are you from phil, phil rudder is that our is that our ireland friend no, i thought his mm-hmm. name was different i don't know ronan was our ronan ireland, was our ireland, ireland. Yeah. phil where are you from 
Anyway, while we wait for him to <laughs> we'll respond. Wait for your response. We'll, we'll wait, wait for, for your response. response. Yeah. What, what do we? Should we talk about the offense? Yeah, I mean uh, Denmark. I, I could, we we could Denmark. do the whole thing about awesome. Kyle Hendricks, and we could go on and on, but it was because it was that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just as talk about how well you guys all go, did tonight, I, he was definitely able to go as deep as he was because he got he was com- not only was he good, but it helps when you get run support though, right? Right. Like, yeah, it was that was almost as refreshing as watching Hendricks pitch against a really good team and just completely right. shutting them mm-hmm. down. I mean. Our who you got was as competitive as we've had all season. season. All season. I mean, even even Joey's guy, Joey throws in Jason Hayward, and we're we're kind of laughing at him. But I mean, he made a great catch in the outfield, right? Yeah, he had a great catch. He had two hits tonight. He had stolen base. I I was saying to you guys, like, if he gave us half that production on a consistent basis, we'd take it and we'd probably be happy with it. I don't. I don't see Jack on here, but Jack had picked Schwindel. That's like the only guy that wasn't. Are we gonna? We well, gonna we, shift we to don't the want, negative if, already. If, yeah, no, if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast and you didn't see the game, and you also know that Suzuki left the game with yep. a bit of an ankle injury, like kind of jammed his foot yeah, on first base. So all, that's uh, something to keep an eye on too. So yeah, I yeah. saw uh, Megan and Maddie tweet out. Um, Suzuki's day to day, tweaked his ankle on the right ankle soreness is what Ross says. Um, I think it was he was running out that double play at first base and just kind of tweaked it. So um, Ross was according to Megan. Ross was told by the trainer it's nothing serious, nothing major. Okay, That's so there you go. I mean, so, yeah, just good news. But God bless. Probably more precautionary than anything. Suzuki, <laughs> you know, tweaked his ankle to get him out of the game. You know, again, you have Kyle Hendricks rolling, so it's not like you need to push say, a Suzuki Error. out there. Error. Joey, do you have the box score? Because our who, like I said, our who you got was was crazy. I had, um, had Contreras, Contreras, who led off in this game. And three, yeah, three for four with a run. Three for four, and his one out went to the Nearly. deepest part of the park, all the way to the wall, and looked like he was going to go four for four with a home run. Yeah. Ian, I had Ian Happ. Happ had two RBIs, which yeah, is two hard. Two for four, to... two RBIs, and that hustle double ended up getting Nico Did have a hustle to score. Double. Uh, it's, that, it's probably that not Nico tonight. No hits. No hits. But no wrong. hits, but he hit the ball really hard yeah. every time. It softest, was, um, I don't give it to him over those other two performances. Right. But it, yeah. He it had was, a nice game. It wasn't a bad game by any his means. His softest but. hit or contact made was 95 miles per hour tonight. Yeah, he, that was his first. That was his first. His very first line bat. out. Yeah, every every out ball he put in the play was a hard. And one hit of them ball. should have been a homer. It would have been a homer a year. Every ago. hit he put in the play today was a hard hit ball, at least ninety five miles per hour exit velocity, with you know each one had at least four twenty expected batting average. So his box score could easily have said four for four with a, a home run. I, I I thought that home run was. I thought that ball was gone off the bat. I thought I think that was everyone did. Even Contreras had yeah. one that went to dead center. Yeah, so uh, Nico, yeah, Nico's, I, like, I, I tweeted it out, but, like, his box score, you look at the box score, you see over four. He hit the ball really hard today. Mm-hmm. And, it, honestly, again, could easily have been four for four today if things were different. Um, right. So, uh, Nico Horner also had a good game today. I would say, and obviously, they, that, that heads-up base running to take, you know, to score a run, steal a run from, I think that was the fifth run of the game. Might have been the sixth. But that was just heads-up base running by Nico, kind of watching, making sure, seeing where that ball goes. So, he had and they, a good game today, they, too. I mean, I they got the first three runs off Mackenzie Gore, who is good. I mean, he has a very bright future uh, at the major league level. He's a guy that I know Cubs fans were hoping would be part of that, would have been part of that U Darvish deal a few years ago. He, you know, he's in, yeah. he's in talks of, you know, being part of that rookie of the year chase. Like, they didn't score these runs off some bum. From Pittsburgh or Cincinnati, they did this off of a very highly touted power left-handed starter tonight. Yeah, they threw. They made him work five innings. We threw eighty-nine pitches. The Cubs got eight, seven hits, three earned runs off him like that. They made him work, and yeah. they hadn't hadn't been hadn't seen that in, in a few games. Hadn't seen the starting pitchers have to work that much. So right. Um, yeah, Cubs offense came to play today it's again. Still, it's just it overall was a game that the Cubs needed. to coming out of that five-game losing streak, oh, but yeah. just coming out of that crazy run they had starting in Atlanta. Just you, you need a game like that from the Cubs. Cubs needed a game like that just to kind of get out of their own funk mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, start this road trip the right way. So that's, you know, both both sides of the ball was excellent today. 
Uh, somebody on the chat, I, Liam just said uh, Gomes was amazing tonight, too. He did have a good yeah, game. Yeah, he did. He did. I, I was happy to see... He threw a runner out, too, on defense. Yeah. Gomes, that yeah. play where Nico hustled in and, and beat that throw to home and got up. Like, yeah. I was happy to see... Just that he got up with some energy. Yeah, And yeah. kind of hyped the dug. I just... I don't know. I think it. I think it goes underrated. I just think it would be kind of easy for this team. It's still early, but just, just not give a shit. Yeah. Really. I mean, they're obviously going to play, but I don't know. I just think I'm happy with the character of the team right now, and they looked like they had some real fight tonight. And it's just promising for a young team that's been struggling. And to me, what you just said is a lot of credit to David Ross, in my opinion, because he's keeping these guys going. He's keeping the guys going. He's a Roo-rah guy. Like, that's I, that's the big reason why he's there, in my opinion. That, and I do think he can manage a bullpen way better than Joe Madden did. So, the former catcher. Yeah. Former catchers know kind of how pitching staffs work, yeah. how to work a pitching staff. So, I think Rob. But, All, yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, Ross is a very, you know, and, and you can tell just in the way, you know, guys talk about him and guys, you know, think about him. But, the, you know, these guys really buy into what David Ross is selling out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when he's – like, I mean, you said it. He, he, these guys could easily have gone into this lacks of days ago. You know, they just got swept by the Dodgers and the White Sox, mm-hmm. and instead they came out with a lot of energy. Kyle Hendricks obviously uh, pitched one of his his best game of the year and probably his best game in a couple of years. Um, I think I think Ross deserves. I mean, obviously the players deserve credit for being there and and, and putting in the work and getting a, an overall very high quality win but mm. Ross deserves some credit for you know keeping these guys up especially when you know we think about Frank Schwindel getting sent down yesterday like that's kind of a shock to the system you know you have a couple you know a couple guys going on the IL with no injury designation which you know I think we can we can speculate what that means but just a little little negative news around the Cubs to coincide with a five-game losing streak and you know got the guys to go out in San, in, in San Diego today with with a lot of energy and obviously pulled off a, a six nothing win. Right. I I was going to ask that though in pregame, how much blame do you give David Ross for the slow start? I I don't put a whole lot into it, but I know that at some point this season we have to start evaluating him somehow. Like all of his seasons have been weird. Yeah, you know his first season shouldn't even count, and then they trade away the team, and then you get this year where it's like. I don't know what to do, but at the same time, again, I think unfairly, you had Swaim judged, you had Quaddy judged, you had Renteria judged, and, and you know, gosh, th- those teams weren't very good, and I don't know that that was the manager's fault on any of the cases, um, but eventually they got blamed, and so if this team continued to tank, would, would, would the seat get a little bit hot? I don't think so. But no, I mean they just. But it just depends extension. on. Uh, yeah, I know that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. like, none of those other guys should have had that necessarily either. Yeah, you know, like, so I think, I think too often, managers get blame more than they get praise. For I'll sure. just say I'd that. Say so. Like they they get blamed more than they when the team's good. It's just well, manager doesn't matter and. And when things are bad, it's the manager's fault. Way exactly. too often. Exactly. Yeah, you just hit it right on the nail there, man. Yeah, and I think we've talked about that, like how, like you mentioned, just the last, well, his first two seasons plus this year's kind of, just he, you know, last year or twenty twenty is a pandemic. Twenty twenty one is the trade deadline, sell off of the entire core, and he's trying to keep the ship afloat. I think now is when we're starting. To, but even now, you had the short spring training. You had trying to build guys up the right way through the first month of the season. So I think now is kind of when. If we were like, we need to like, like you said, figure out what David Ross is as a manager. I think it starts like right around now, and that's a good way to kick that off. Unless he starts making ter- tons of terrible in-game decisions, and even the in-game decisions are difficult for him this season because, again, currently there are a lot of what ifs on his roster, and so he can't go to necessarily, he can't go to Keegan Thompson right now yeah. every night. Not right. every okay, night. I'll say this about David Ross and. I don't know how much it really goes into it. But remember last year, trade deadline comes, and then the Cubs were off one August, as one would expect, and they weren't much better in September, but they were a lot more competitive, and they did, they did win more games in September than they did in August. And again, that, it really didn't matter, but to me, it kind of showed that David Ross was 
getting his guys up to play. And that's just a small little thing. And I feel like that's kind of like what we're seeing here, except it's the beginning of the year. The season is not technically over and you're going through a bad stretch. And despite what happened over the week, not even just over the weekend, but against the your crosstown rival in the middle of the week, you come all the way out west, two-hour time difference compared to where you, you, you live. Right. And you put a put a performance like that up, like we'll see what happens the rest of the week. But like to me, it's almost like the team hit some early adversity and maybe, perhaps, we'll see how they respond to it. It's just there's been a lot of it, yep. and obviously the roster is completely different from what those other teams that they played and everything. But again, it's a long season and you just would I'm not saying it's going to turn into wins, but you just like to see more competitiveness like we did tonight, right? Like they won tonight and they pretty much dominated the game. But even on nights that they lose, you want to see them show growth from certain players and you want to see Justin Steele pitch like he did on Sunday night and stuff like that. Like I think in a way, David Ross has a role in it in terms of just, you know, putting guys in the right position and also just making sure his guys are getting ready to play every day. Because like Joey said, they could just not give two shits and could just be very lackadaisical and all, and all this. And tonight you just didn't see any of that. And it was really surprising considering how they played over the weekend and even how they played against the White Sox. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm. But also, I just feel like he, in terms of just getting guys ready to play, I do think he's good at that. Because one of the things that, that people put down on Joe Madden was that a, couldn't manage a bullpen, and, and B, he got, like, the players got too comfortable around him and just kind of like, you know, I'm, you remember how uh, Javi got lazy a few times and, and, and people want to blame Joe Madden for it because he wouldn't do anything about it. Stuff like just accountability, you right. know what I mean? So, like... Although I think he was the perfect manager at the at the perfect time. For sure. For yeah. It was He's like, exact, it was more towards the With all the, the pressure... His stuff of bringing in goats and like animals and snakes, <laughs> the giraffe, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. an ostrich, all that stuff. Like that was right. the young when how they young were that young. Team was, yeah, that was right with the history. That was the perfect guy. Again, just one game, but I'm interested to see how the Cubs play now the rest of the week. Whether yeah. there's more wins or not, if the if the Cubs at least play better than they did last week, if they're able to if their offense puts up more than one run for this entire week and they go like say they go like two and four like Luke said that'd be a successful I and it, they go two and four but they score runs and your your pitching is whatever like eh. like I go for me with where this team is right now I'm yeah. like okay like yeah. at least we're not like the Reds or the Pirates level I I if well, now if, wait a minute no, like, if just, the Cubs I'm, if the Cubs I, do I, that I, I will not believe I may that. have misjudged the Pirates because they're they a did, little better they, than I thought yeah, they, they were. They did beat be. the Brewers, I, but like, I, like you kind of were saying, <laughs> or Cody, the, the Dodgers. I'm, I'm curious. You know, we will ask in the like post game, or, or we'll, we'll, when we're talking to Ross, we'll ask him about you know specific guys, e.g., Frank Schwindel, or you know guys that are struggling, and you know when Seiya Suzuki's going through his struggles, and a lot of times Ross talks about like, you know, you're going through adversity, or you know, teams are adjusting to you. You go through a little adversity, and it's kind of about how you adjust back to that. Also, you also like look at that at the team level. Like the Cubs just went through a very rough stretch of two weeks. How do they re, how do they adjust? How do they respond? How do they react to all that adversity? You saw a good first step today in beating the Padres and just looking really good overall. But now it's like, can you go three and three? Can you take four games somehow this week? Like that's obviously a, a huge step in the right direction. If they can go 500, these next six games, Versus yeah, compared if they to- go three and three, because I had said in that last stretch where they went two and nine, I said, well, if they get four, if they would have won yeah. four in that, in that set, I'd have been pretty impressed against the four teams that they were playing. Oh, only, yeah. only really the White Sox were struggling at that time. Yeah. You know? Even they, even they had the chances. They're still a loaded White Sox, lineup. Yeah, yeah, White Sox are loaded, and they was, was Giolito and Michael Kopech, who yeah. were two of their best pitchers. That right. And the Cubs, the Cubs did, you know. You know they were, uh, they, those weren't they, bad. They didn't anyway, play well. They didn't play well, but they, they didn't, didn't play bad. Out. Anyway, so like, like they did against it's the just, Dodgers. you know, what I was, you know, back to my point, though, is 
again, David Ross talks about, you know, making adjustments, you know, facing adversity and going through how do you respond. It's the same thing with the team, how they went through this adversity, they responded well today, and now it's just, you know, they, they have to keep it going because, well, they got their 10, 10, they're 10 and 18 after today still, so they're, they're still not looking good on the win-loss record right now, so the Cubs right. obviously have to keep the momentum they built today uh, in this win. They, wanna, they have to keep that going, but obviously, you know, it's, again, good first step, good step in the right direction. And we'll see just kind of how the week goes and just, just how the next few games go, if they can keep that kind of momentum rolling. Yeah, I see uh, Dubs on the chat says that Saya said, quote, I'm fine. So, again, let's not worry too much about Saya Suzuki because I'm a little no. concerned when I heard that. Anytime a guy jams something on a base, you worry that a ligament yeah. or something something went wrong. But it does not appear that's the case. It sounds like just twisted his ankle or jammed his ankle a little bit. So that's, that's the good news. No question this was a positive response to a really tough weekend against a really good team, and this was another good team. So right. I, I don't know what's going to happen moving forward, but it's, it's one night, <laughs> it's one morning where you might be listening to this podcast now, and, it, and you're thinking, you know, this is going to be a long summer. It might be, <laughs> but this, this is one game – uh, if it's on the DVR or if you're just listening to the podcast, it's one you can enjoy. Yeah. And, and again, like, you know, for this, the expectations for this Cubs team, this is, this will be one that we're talking about at the end of the year. So enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Who knows? Maybe this is a building block or whatever. Now, I hate to bring you down, Cody, but did you have any bets on this? I did. I had one bet. It was no run first inning in which Oof. the Cubs Are you willing to that. sacrifice that loss for the Hendricks performance? I was very much willing <laughs> to sacrifice that loss. Sometimes actually, you have to make a sacrifice. I was actually very happy when the Cubs scored, and I completely forgot that I had no run first inning tonight. <laughs> um, thank God that was the only bet, because the way that I was feeling going into that game, I almost bet the Padres just because I was <laughs> looking to hedge my, my heart and my, my bank account, I guess you could say. Um. Anyway, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO mem- membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting, they even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay for the first time ever. Build the perfect live same-game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. It's 1230 in the morning, and I swear to you, you can all do it because I watched Luke do it. I didn't really actually watch him, but I just imagined what he did or how he did it, and I, I'm... Stop you, dreaming about me in points back. <laughs> if, you, if you have watched, watched or listened to this podcast since uh, the beginning of March, you understand what I'm getting at. Uh, anyway, signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Hope you like what we're doing, CHGO. You know, we got the podcast. We, we, you're waking up in the morning tomorrow. If you didn't see this live, got it ready to go on your, on your commute or as you get ready for school and live shows, every team, every day, post-game shows. Doesn't matter what time of day. We're there for you. Post-game show right afterwards. Premium written content for the members. Uh, Jared and Ryan doing great stuff at allchgo.com. Dope merch for all the teams. Cody's got the Cubs swag on today for us. I do. And you get that free shirt when you become a member and the members only Discord. So uh, hope you'll rate and review and like the, the podcast and all that type of stuff wherever you can do that. Yeah, we got our homepage right there. Give us a shout out. A lot of good stuff going on. Tell us what else you want to see. If you, you jump on the stickers. chat sometime. Dope merch. I, gotta like I, gotta, dope merch. I, I tell you what, I got to tip the hat to the chat tonight. When mm. we're going on, we're, we're going to be pushing one o'clock in the morning. And the chat still has active people going through there and commenting like, 
It's still rolling through. I keep thinking, well, it's going to shut off and nobody's going to comment now in the next 10 minutes. And then Eric or Robbie or Mike Dubs or Liam or Phil or Marcus has something. Fam guys jumping on now. Everybody, I mean, they're still active. I uh, I love this fam guy 218's comment. I swear to you, it's not my like burner YouTube account. He says, not me envisioning vintage Professor Back and Stroman and Miley potentially pitching like last year and the Cubbies Empire is back. Yeah, that's not that's sure, not, not my you? burn that's not my burner YouTube account. Maybe it's man, I love that. It comment. could be Brendan's Brendan's burner. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe Corey too. <laughs> right. I just love – it's just nice to see some positive comments. We've been reading a lot of negative ones lately, and, and deservingly so because the Cubs have made made us all angry, right? So, again, this it's just one where it's just, it's just nice to win one, man. <laughs> Robbie says, love the content, guys. Hey, we love your support, so thank yeah, you. Thank um, you. I do have a question. So, the lineup came out tonight, and I still don't really understand the whole Schwindel thing because he was yeah. struggling so mightily, and they sent him down – and I thought he was going to stay down, and then they had to make some roster moves, and they brought him back, and he played. He didn't just play tonight. He was in the middle of the lineup. Did he end up with three strikeouts again? I want to say three. more. And then they brought Rivas, Rivas came in. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, like three, 0 for 3, three strikeouts. 0 for 3, and this three was against, I mean, Mackenzie Gore, once again, very highly touted lefty, but I just want to point out that it was against the lefty who, coming into the season, you thought – Schwindel would be very good against lefties at the very least, and you could think you you envision perhaps a Rivas and Schwindel platoon where Rivas would face a lot right. of righties and Schwindel would face a lot of lefties. But three strikeouts against a lefty tonight to continue what we've seen. It's not encouraging. But what if I'm, there's anything to complain about tonight? It's that. You no, know, what I'm <laughs> confused about though is. I was surprised by the, I said this in pregame. I was surprised that they sent him down. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, he's just not showing any signs of life right now. And, you know, earlier in the season when there was a lot of heat for Patrick Wisdom on Twitter and on the chat, like early, early season, we said, slow down. This is not DFA, send him down yet. Keep him over there at third. It's a very small sample size. And it's turned around a little bit. Now, the, the reason this is different, and I love Frank Schwindel. Like, I love what he means. I love that he's trying to get this career going late in his, you know, it's, it's The dude hangs out life. at Murphy's, man. Like Everybody loves, everybody's yeah. rooting for him. Yeah, Don't get right. me wrong. Yeah. The reason this is slightly different, because when I thought about it after they did, I thought that's good for the Cubs. That's the right move. And the reason this is different is because there's nobody to really go play third base that you need to see over at third for Patrick Wisdom. So if he catches lightning in a bottle, he's either maybe a piece of something, maybe he's a backup, whatever. Maybe he's a piece moving forward, or he's a trade piece, okay? Right. And, and you're thinking the same thing for Schwindel because he's older. But Rivas is there and is five years younger and has shown you he can play great defense and maybe has some promise with the bat. And Frank hasn't shown you anything this season. So I'm okay with him going down to AAA to try and figure out whatever's going on with him because I think it might be good for him because I don't think going out and going 0 for 3 again tonight and striking out three times is going to help him. I, I don't think he's going to swing his way out of this. Like, whatever it is, he's got to go to Iowa and figure it out. And... Rivas has earned the opportunity to, to play every day for two weeks. Like, yeah. go ahead and see it. He's five years younger. I'm not saying I don't want to ever see Frank Schwindel again. I do. But another guy has earned that opportunity, and you did give Schwindel a long leash. A leash. At least yeah. a leash. Maybe it yeah. wasn't, like, the longest leash. but So I'm, gonna, I'm curious to see what's going to happen tomorrow. Like. Yeah. Like, what is he going to be back in the lineup, or is Rivas going to be in the lineup yeah, tomorrow? I, I know mean, that they play matchups, but I, I think they it got. Was, they it was got, definitely a wild twenty-four hours for Frank Schwindel. Obviously, the news of him getting option, but then, you know, getting brought back up today. Um, he didn't I, even go there, right? No, he didn't, he didn't even didn't. make it to um, Iowa. No, that guy who tweeted that he was who on was his that? flight. I, I forgot his name. But he became famous on Cubs Twitter today because yeah. Yeah, he was it, on the same flight that Frank Schwindel was. Apparently, Frank Schwindel was sitting middle seat. 
I don't know. But, yeah, it was <laughs> curious to see Frank not only get op- or, uh, called back up today, but then get put in the lineup at it's five, number five, I think. Yeah. Uh, bat- batting fifth. Um, yeah, I was curious to see. And, I, like you said, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens moving forward if they really – if he ends up going back down, if he because you know over three or three strikeouts again, it's not like he went down for a week, built up some things, and then you know wanted to give him another test. Like he didn't even go back down to Iowa, and then he strikes out again three more times. It's just it's it'll be. I know you know he it was a righty versus a lefty. Maybe that the matchup had something to do with it. But like you said, I think Alfonso Rivas. You know, he's hit really well since he got called up. Maybe it's he deserves a chance for an extended run of you know starting at first base and, and seeing what you got there because some guys you know like you talk about Anthony Rizzo he's a first baseman but he hit well against both pit, you know, lefties and righties he had to right he didn't platoon yep. Anthony Rizzo um you know we don't know that Alfonso Rivas can be the same you know can be a, someone that you could throw out there against lefties and righties but maybe it's time to see if if you know it, maybe it's time to give him a chance and see what he's got a ginger says a month is a long leash yeah um yeah, I mean, he had a great stretch. It just seems like he's not the same guy right now. Like he's missing. It's not it's hitting not fast even like, balls. He's yeah, not hitting. It's not even like he's chasing. Balls. It's not even like he's chasing bad pitches. Like I've, I, I can't. It's stupid to compare him to how I feel about Javi Baez. Javi Baez is worse because Javi Baez is emphatically better than him. Like all across the board and all facets of the game. <laughs> but when Javi was bad, he you he would swing at literally everything. And whenever he, you know, when he's good, he would take those sliders away or those fastballs away and take them to the opposite field. Schwindel, he's not even making contact with pitches in the zone. Like, tonight he didn't at least. And, like, I thought the last couple days he – was making contact or making better contact, just, you know, there was a few hard hit balls to gloves. And I was like, all right, well, seems like maybe he's coming out of it. And then we got this tonight. So I, I'm kind of lost on him, honestly. I, I I do think that he'd be better off going to Iowa. You know, it sucks for him. He's, what, 30 years old? It, and worked, like, it looks like it worked but, for Ian Happ. Right, yeah. I mean – we can talk about the age difference and everything all you want, but like, it's it's not like great players haven't gone down before to fix themselves. I mean, not like again, I'm not trying to compare Frank Schwindel to some of the top players in the game, but even we've seen that happen. And I mean, again, like what what could it hurt? You like you like you said, give Rivas full time at bats against lefties and righties for two weeks and see see if it plays, see if he see how he does against both. Well, we, we we've keep saying this season's about evaluating and exploring and all these right. other things, and he he had a month, and, and now while there's another guy that can play that position, unlike third base, really, where VR is an older guy, you wouldn't be finding out anything over there if you just put him at third every day. Well, he didn't play third base very well. Rivas is pretty good defensively, and... How can you judge Rivas unless you give him the same opportunity to, or at least a couple weeks of playing every day? Like, it's, it's tough to really get a judgment on any of these guys if they're not getting at least that type of stretch. Because just go in and out, I get it. That's, that's the world of baseball. But the Cubs are in a position right now where they might be able to give somebody two weeks at first base, three weeks while someone goes and works on something down at the minor right. league level. Yeah, like, I mean, like you said, that's the world of baseball. But platoons are a thing. You yeah. don't have a set starting. No, no one has set starting nine starting lineups every single day anymore. Every single game. Um, so yes, I mean if Frank does end up going back down to Triple A, that should open up the chance for Rivas to really get reps at the plate against both lefties and righties and see what you got there. And then while you know, obviously the Cubs will have to hope that Frank goes down, figures some things out, does well, and then you know. It, Again, it, it, a lot of different variables. But say say he does well down in AAA, Rivas is not showing, not doing very well against lefties. Then you can bring Frank back up and do what you've been doing already the first month of the season and, and, and yeah. platooning and playing the matchups. Which, I, but I I do think that I agree with you, Luke. Like Rivas should get more opportunities against lefties. Just really see 
what he can do in an everyday role. Frank obviously was, you know, he was optioned yesterday for a reason. I think it just, you know, it just had to do with the the IL placements and the roster shuffling, which is why they, you know, I don't know if I don't know if there was like a a Triple A guy they could have brought up instead, or they just wanted Frank back up, or what it was exactly. But they sent him down. You know, they, they optioned him yesterday for a reason, and I I think had you know the stuff that happened today not happened. Rivas probably would have started. Rivas probably you could you got one chance to see him against lefties or against a lefty. Um, but you know, I all that is to say, I agree. Like I think Rivas should get that chance to play every day and just see what you got, even if it is for a week or two weeks or whatever. And then he doesn't if it doesn't work out, then you're kind of back to where you are right now. And that poor guy, Frank. Uh, what did we expect? I mean, the tweet basically did he was he sitting in the middle seat? Who yeah. could ever have a good game after sitting middle seat in an <laughs> airplane? Was, was I, damn I you, Tom Ricketts. I mean, seats. come on. Seats. No, it was like uh, he was on a plane oh, with, like, regular people. Like, like I, I think he was getting – like, yes. he was going to go. In the middle seat. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Well, if it was Southwest? Did he well, have to, like well, – was, <laughs> was he boarding group C? What well, happened to him? I just – I honestly just think he's just the man of the people. Well, he was just like, Cubs you guys go. The Cubs did fly out yesterday. They did fly out to San Diego last night, I think. I think I think it was right after the game. So he was expecting, obviously, to go out of AAA – and they, you know, some of the beat writers, I think, I think Megan Montemurro put something out about like, they had, she has a story. I haven't got a chance to read it, but I think he had like a flat tire or something. And that's why I mean, he, he couldn't go to triple A. Go read, go read her story. If you haven't what? yet, I'm going to do Poor that. God. So you tell me he had a flat tire. He got demoted to triple A. He had to sit in the middle seat. No wonder he went over three. What did we think was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind. I think last 24 plus hours for Frank. Frank, yeah. I apologize. Ready? <laughs> Doubt I had after hearing that. All right, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to go read. Do we want to spin it to the other guy everyone's talking about in the chat, Nick Madrigal, struggling again tonight? Though he did hit, he did hit some hard baseballs in the air tonight. I'll say that much about him. He did have some hard, Let's as far see. as exit velocity. I thought he was pretty good. His for uh, third inning, ninety-six point two mile per hour exit velocity, a fly out to center field. I want to say. Then, remember, he almost hit one out. Yeah, he did. To, to the, the corner, opposite field. To, to the corners. Yeah. Right field, yeah, off the Anderson Lamet. Yeah, it was a uh, uh, 92.9 mile per hour off the bat. Three six. I think he was like less than 10 feet away from actually taking that out. We were talking about like when's Na- is Nick Madrigal, not even when, if Nick Madrigal will hit his yeah. first home run in the Cubs uniform. And like that almost happened today. That was kind of kind of funny how that, that almost worked out. But um, yeah, go ahead, Cody. I I understand why. Cubs fans need Mick Madrigal to be, you know, half of what he was with the White Sox last year, which was a 300 hitter. He even slugged over 400 in the in those few games that he played with the White Sox last year. I get it. I totally get it. But uh, <laughs> you see oh, fam, shout out to FamGuy218, a.k.a. AKA Cody's Burner, burner account. Awesome. Hell yeah. Awesome. <laughs> what a great way to interrupt what I was talking about, Nick Madrigal. Um, <laughs> that's a great spin zone. Um, anyway... Uh, Nick Madrigal, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I'm he's another one where I'm like open. If they wanted to send, if they they want to wait until Simmons is ready to come, because he's in Iowa right now. Right. Well, that could happen when Simmons. Right. I could see that when yeah. Simmons comes up. If they want to option him to Iowa, go ahead because yeah, all this three fourths of the time you feel like this guy's just pounding the ball into the ground, hitting it to second or short, and that's it. This guy's built on hitting the line drives into the gaps, man. That's how he made a career. Because he doesn't have the speed and he doesn't have the plus plus power. He he has some. Like he he's hit a homer before, right. you know what I mean? But like you need you need him to get him back into hitting more line drives. I wish he had better uh plate discipline in terms of, you know, being able to walk more, but I mean, maybe maybe that's something he can work on in and in, in down in Iowa. I, I don't know. I, I'm not the I'm not a baseball coach or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to This That's just what I'm, as You're a fan. You're not a skipper? I thought you were a skipper. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that, those are the things that Cubs fans want to see from Nick, from a guy of, like, Nick Madrigal. They want to see him walk more. They want to see him hit more line drives. That, I, I think if Nick Madrigal does those two things, people will get on board with him and believe that he can be part of the next great Cubs team, if we, he can do that. We had Madrigal and Horner in our preseason picks for combined home runs. Ten and a half was the line, right, Joey? 
Correct. Over. And and right now, what does Horner have? Two? Two. We almost got two more yeah, today. Almost Horner it. almost hit one, and Madrigal yeah. almost hit one. Uh, oh, Contreras, is, too. I don't know but if you can. can we, I don't Nico know if we can. Oh, yeah, between, between those guys. For Close, total, but no so. cigar. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I bet. still think we win that bet. Uh, speaking of bets, if you enjoy CHGO, <laughs> one way to help us continue to grow is to download the Points Bet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only do you get two risk-free bets up to two grand, but if you make $50 or more on that first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Lots of sweet swag there, dope merch. And if you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account start to finish all from your phone you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it is almost 12 50 in the morning so let's move forward and take a look at game two of the series real quickly Honestly, Wade Miley. You, I honestly thought you were about to read the Strava coffee ad read there. No, no, no Strava tonight. <laughs> uh, Strava. The pitching matchup, we get to see Wade Miley for the first time, going to make his Cubs debut against Mike Clevenger, the former Guardian. Cleveland Guardians pitcher, <laughs> I guess if you want to just say the former Coming Cleveland off, pitcher. John, right? Yeah. He, um, it, he started against the Guardians last week. What would be a, what would be a good start for you? Uh, what do you want to see out of Wade Miley tomorrow? I'd say for today. Again, I mean, he had one start in AAA. He only went four innings. Did manage to push it to a fifth. With I think he, I think reports were that he went out and, and threw a bullpen or threw in the bullpen like a fifth up. Got that fifth inning. You know, simulated that. Um, I think if you could get five innings out of him, like that's very good start. Five innings. You know, keeping the score low, limiting contact, whatever. Um, I don't know if it, what the pitch count is. If he's on, I assume he is. Um, but I think if you can get to five innings. You know, again, save save a little more of the bullpen. Maybe you know that I think five innings would be a very good start. If you can get four uh, efficient innings, that's a good start. Um, and again, his first start of the year, he had that sl- he was slow building up in spring training, and when they did start ramping him up quickly, he had the setback. So you knew they were going to take it slow with him the first month of the season. Um, and so I, I can't, you know, I don't imagine him going out and pitching. Eight inning, you know, matching. He's not going to go out and match Kyle Hendricks' start today. I'll tell you <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, Ginger. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't imagine that happening. But I think if you can get five innings from him, you know, keep his pitch count a little lower. That should be a good first start uh, in a Cubs uniform for Wade Miley tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, today. I think the big thing yeah, for today. the today, big thing for Wade yeah. Miley today, this evening, I think for all Cubs fans, I think what would be cool is. Because I think he'll be on the pitch on a pitch count, but if he doesn't walk anyone and he gives up three runs or less, I think you take that. I think you take that and run with it. Because again, yeah, I, one start in Iowa and the guy didn't have a spring training. Like I'm, out, I'm honestly surprised he's here. When when I realized that he's coming up, I was mind blown. Yeah, he, just, he he did yeah. look good in Iowa. His start, I think, it was 41 pitches, four did, pretty yeah, efficient did. innings. Like sent down the last seven or so batters that he faced. Uh, so he had a good start there. Again, we talked about it earlier. I, I assumed he'd have like maybe another start or two right. in, in Iowa before they brought him up, but you know maybe maybe some of the things with Stroman and Justin Steele's. I, mean, I think they had said also reports. You know the the beat writers were tweeting out that Justin Steele's like expected to make his next next start, but maybe you know getting Wade Miley in tomorrow. Maybe that was just kind of they played the hand they needed a starter, and he he he's been itching to go. I know he's been itching to start and make his debut of the team. He said that he told us that in the clubhouse the other day, last week. Um, so, yeah, so he's been itching to go. Again, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine him going more than five innings, really. And maybe if he's averaging like seven pitches an inning, sure, maybe he could go the whole game. But um, <laughs> no, he'll be, in, I think he'll be on a pitch count and, and Ross will be taking it easy with him, just especially knowing how spring training went with him. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, you know, Wade Miley's, Clevenger, I I still I wants a perfect game. I don't know how many. And we're not going to get a perfect game. I don't think off, that'll, like, be, that'll be that'll be quite a ride if he, we get a perfect game out of Wade Miley tomorrow. <laughs> that would be 
a hell of a like hold my beer, Kyle. Yeah, type right. moment, right? Amazing, well, you know he threw I mean? a no hitter a <laughs> year ago Saturday, this past Saturday. Okay, if you could follow it up a year later with a perfect game, that would be a wild, wild experience. What a yeah, what a night it would be on the post game tomorrow. <laughs> what I was gonna say though, uh, Mike Clevenger again. One start, and he's coming off Tommy John. He's out for a year and a half. I assume Padres kind of have him. They're slowing him back in, too. So, I feel like there will be pitch counts for both guys tomorrow. I think that, in a way, bodes well for the Cubs here. Um, You know, hey, I'm not jumping too far ahead, but if you win tomorrow, you're like, holy shit, we we won a series against the Padres. So, I'm just saying, one game at a time, I'm enjoying this one. I'll be ready to get hurt again tomorrow night. Cody with a complete yeah. 180 yeah, in he's the last flipped few it hours. All man. I know is it's a good day to go 2-0 and against the Padres. And that's yeah. only possible because of the professor, Kyle Hendricks, and the absolute gem. He threw almost a complete game shutout. Just, just short, but just short. one of his best games in a long time. Cubs beat the Padres in the first one. We'll be back here for the postgame show Later tonight, thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs postgame show. Take care, fly the W, and enjoy the weather.